This is ContactTalkRadio.com. Consciousness in action. And you are taking action into your consciousness by tuning into Contact Talk Radio. And on TuneIn.com, Hing.fm, and Upsnap Mobile. Contact Talk Radio. Welcome to Seek Reality Radio with Roberta Grimes. Joyous conversations about what the afterlife evidence and modern science combine to tell us is true about your reality. You have nothing to fear. You are eternal and you are perfectly loved. Knowing the truth changes everything. Now, here is Roberta. Dear friends, we understand now that there is only one reality. We used to accept the notion that there were two ways of, to approach our one reality, science and spirituality, but of course they're mutually exclusive. We know they can't both be right. And fortunately, there is a source of information about our one reality that is both spiritual and based in fact. When we study nearly 200 years of abundant and consistent communications from the dead, we get a wonderfully complete picture of what is real. And it even is consistent with both quantum physics and the teachings of Jesus. Wow, stop and think about that for a minute. Our guest today is W. Dennis Parker. He's a certified clinical hypnotherapist, and he can help us gain a better understanding of the tremendous powers of our minds in our one reality. Welcome, Dennis. I'm so glad you're here. Well, thank you. I'm glad to be here. Now, um, Dennis... Dennis it works in an area which fascinates me, and I know little about it, and that's um, hypnosis. I have been hypnotized. I know how that feels. I don't know why it feels that way. So I, I hope he'll be able to enlighten us. But, Dennis, first, please tell us something about your history. How did you get into doing the work you do? Uh, actually, about 25 years ago, I was having a lot of personal problems. I was angry all the time. And... Uh, I was getting to the point where it was escalating and I would become, uh, I could become violent. It didn't take anything to trigger me or set me off. And I started to understand I needed to get some help. And I talked to my sister actually one time and she recommended that I go see this hypnotherapist that she heard about that helps some other people she was aware of. And and then about a month went by, and I had another altercation with somebody. And my story's all on the website and in the book. People can read it if they'd like in great detail. But well, long and short, please, Dennis, please tell people now your website and your book, um, so that so that they will be able to to write it down if they'd like to, and then we'll follow along with the story. What's your sure, website? Uh, CertifiedHypnotherapyTrainingSchool dot com. So I train people now to do clinical hypnotherapy. Uh, through the American Council of Hypnotist Examiners. And, and what, so, what, is your, what is your book? Spiritual Mind Management. Oh, perfect. What a perfect title. And that's available on Amazon and elsewhere? It is, uh, through, mostly just through Amazon or on the website of Spiritual Mind Management. Okay, they can order it either one. That's great. Okay, well, so now please go ahead with your story. So you, you needed help, and so you proceeded to get help. I, I did. I uh, finally uh, decided I'd make this call after I was continuing to have uh, problems. I, I, I kid and, and not so much kidding, you know, said that when I came home, my children would scatter. My wife oh. lost her soul. 
Oh, my, my wife, bless her soul, would put up with me, and and my dog was coaxing would still stay around me some nights. You know, it was it was bad. Oh yeah, but, that's uh, but the problem. Yeah, but the problem was is I didn't know why. I didn't have any real idea what was driving the anger. I just knew that I could be triggered. Okay. And I and I didn't understand, you know, where it was coming from or why I felt that way. I didn't want to be that way. I mean, I was in sales, and what I learned was is that, you know, people had options. They didn't have to buy from an angry salesman. And even though it uh, wasn't what I wanted to do, the demeanor would just come through, you know. When that's right. your basic it's it's hard to hide some of those flaws we have when we have them that way. And anyway, so I, I did go to this hypnotherapist and uh, and she explained to me what hypnosis is and how it works and and the fact that actually what it does is is that it, uh, it I I would go back to uh, James one and eight says that a double minded man is unstable in all his ways. And I believe that the instability, what I learned was, is that at a conscious level, we all basically think the same. I mean, we all know we ought to eat better, lose weight, exercise more, you know, that kind of stuff. <laughs> right. But consciously, consciously, we all get that. Our problems are in the disconnected, incongruent thinking at our subconscious level that creates opposing forces within us. Really? So okay. We, yeah. So we, we know we want to move forward consciously. But at a subconscious level, we have these fears and inhibitions and incongruent thinking that hold us back or inhibit us. We want to achieve this great goal, but we procrastinate, you know. And so what I learned was was that hypnosis uh, actually gives us access, if you will, to the subconscious information. It gives us access to the subconscious thinking and the thought processes there that are actually holding us back. And then it gives us an opportunity to actually correct that. I just call it stinking thinking. Stinking thinking. Us... <laughs> That's good. <laughs> it gives us... I'm I'm not real technical with this stuff, but it, <laughs> no, it gives but us effective. <laughs> <laughs> well, it gives us an it gives us an opportunity to actually change those thoughts and align our thoughts both consciously and subconsciously. So now that we just move forward towards our goals without inhibitions, without procrastination, without those uh, fears and, and so on that have been holding us back from the past. Okay, well, so, now let it, me, let, let's stop here just for a moment because I think that's profound and that's new information for me. Many okay. people have the same kind of problem you had. You know, life is coming at us from all directions. We have trouble processing it. Something makes us angry. We lash out at the people who can't fight back. That is a very common problem in families. And that that you talk about it so freely is really great because it helps people see that they're not alone. And, and how you found help for it is really amazing. So you're saying that what hypnosis does is to let you access parts of your mind where you're not consciously aware most of the time and use that information how to to meld it with your conscious mind what happens then once you've accessed it well uh again they can read my story in great detail and i wrote it so people would understand hypnotherapy uh on the certified hypnotherapy training school website go to my name as the instructor and follow how dennis became a hypnotherapist and it's it's again it's all there in great detail, but 
what it does is, is and, and maybe it would be easier if I explain what hypnosis is first, because most people don't get that either. I don't either. Go ahead. Uh, Thank you. <laughs> okay. Is that is that the mind does what the mind does, you know? I mean, I say a rose by any other name is still a rose kind of thing. Yeah. So there, there are basically five observable, meaning uh, observable states that we can watch people go in and out of when they're in the chair. And all of those states collectively out there are being called hypnosis. So hypnosis is not a singular experience or term. It's actually a general term that describes various levels that the mind goes to as it goes in and out of sleep. Really? So everybody everybody actually passes through these mental states. They're just not aware of it. They haven't been trained. It's very slight, very subtle, uh, and the mind is very fluid that way. And so we fall asleep, as we say, meaning that we go from level to level as we go down into sleep, and we come back through these same states as we come back out of sleep. Wow. Okay. And so everybody's doing it. So when somebody says, well, I can't be hypnotized, I just, you know, I usually just ask them, I challenge them a little bit, say, well, when's the last time you fell asleep? <laughs> okay. Well, last night. Yeah, okay. It's that so, easy. So went, <laughs> exactly. So you went through and you experienced all five of those levels. The first level of trance or hypnosis down, so to speak, is what the world calls daydreaming. So daydreaming is where they're fixated and focused outside your head, but you're really thinking about something back in your mind, so to speak. Uh-huh. And, then, and then the other states down from that, if we took the time on your show to explain all of them, you know, you would understand those being deeper and deeper states of daydreaming until you actually go to sleep. So the sitting therapist put me in the chair and explained all this to me. But there's a, there's a, a, a state in the middle that's called catalepsy. And in catalepsy trance, the magic of that, and what happens is, is that in catalepsy trance, a person gets access to their conscious and their subconscious functions at one and the same time. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah, so, so if, there's any, if there's any power to it or magic to it, like people want to, we'll talk about stage hypnosis maybe in a minute, because everybody always wants to know how that works, but but the, the, the magic to it in clinical hypnotherapy is, is that we get access to the conscious and subconscious functions at one and the same time. So now the conscious mind can finally know what is the disconnected incongruent thoughts and thinking at that subconscious level that can now be challenged and changed and create wow. alignment. Wow. Okay. So, wow. So once, so once you get alignment, now you become what's called single-minded. And now you have, again, you have overcome those inhibitions, fears, and problems of the past, and now you can just move forward to your goals without all of that angst and fear and wow. trepidation. Yeah, it's gone. Now, does it take multiple sessions to do this, or how? what's the process if you're in therapy to, to get this done? Well, there's two things that happen. Uh, you know, in therapy land, you know, we all like to call it feeling the onion or we get use different metaphors, you know, that we have to go through layers of experiences to get down to, like, real core issues. Uh, and the advantage of that is is that if someone comes in and they start at their, uh, let's say, peripheral issues, you know, going into the core roots of things, 
what happens is, is that even though they may seem trivial, and most people do start that way, they'll start with childhood experiences or experiences in elementary school when they couldn't answer a question or the kids made fun of them and they felt they must be stupid or whatever. Right. And, but those, those experiences stick with us for a lifetime until we actually go back to that level and change them. Right. Wow. True. So, yeah, I was actually working with, um, well, I work with people all the time that go back to childhood issues, and that's what, that's what I did as well. Wow. Okay. And so when they access them and remember again these things that had been deeply buried, does just remembering them fix the problem? Or how do you work with that? No, there's, there's a whole therapy process that takes place there uh, where you have their adult perspective or their conscious mind uh, redirect and reprogram the subconscious mind or their younger self in, in, a, in, a, in, a, in an adult uh, re-decision process, you know, reprogramming, reframing, reconstructing, whatever term you want to use. Uh, where their conscious mind actually does redirect the subconscious and uh, and makes those changes. So uh-huh. they're, they're, the mind uh, metaphor we use for that a lot is, is you know, the genie and the, the bottle. The conscious mind needs to be the director or the master. The subconscious mind becomes the genie in the bottle. And the better we direct the genie, the easier it is to make behavioral changes. A lot of people come in, uh, basic behavioral issues are really generated around poor self-talk. Uh, they're already telling themselves they're stupid. And so, oh, you know, I'm, yeah. so, I'm so dumb, I always do this. I can never remember how to do that, or I kn- I'm oh. not good at remembering names. Yeah, that's too bad. That that's negative, tragic. Yeah, well, all of that negative self-talk actually, if you will, directs the genie to go hide it from them not give them the answers because that's what the genie thinks the person wants. Yes. So the root of that is, is straightening out self-talk and, uh, and getting that started at that level. But we're kind of bouncing there. <laughs> I want to jump back to the story and kind of conclude that. Okay, for you go, so it makes go ahead. Yeah, the, go ahead. That would be great. Thank you. But, I, but the whole thing is so interesting to me because, as I say, I know little about it, but I know how important it is. So, yeah, please direct, uh, direct our conversation as you think is best. Uh, well, so what happened was is that she put me in hypnosis into this, into this state of trance, and she started asking me, you know, to go back to, you know, when I had first, felt this anger and this emotion, and I, I went back to this experience that I had in life that became very traumatic for me, that I had continued to amplify over and over in my imaginations for many years. And one of the things that we teach in the book, Spiritual Mind Management, that's different is, is the effect of the accumulated imaginations upon a thought or, a, or an initial belief. And so the effect of the imaginations is very powerful in the sense that the imagination is what we found is, is the amplifier to the emotional content. It, it kind of works like turning the amplifier up on a guitar. The more you turn the amp up, the more volume, the louder it gets. Well, in our minds, the more you turn the imagination up on a particular thought, the more uh, 
electrical energy that the brain actually builds at that frequency and at that frequency of that thought and emotion, that's what we we call, uh, you know, our emotions. And the more we turn it up, the more angry we, ex- the more anger we experience or the more hate or the more whatever that emotion is that we're amplifying. That is fascinating. And it is so much what we say, too, when we go at understanding consciousness from from our perspective i this is a great insight i'd like to expand on we're going to just take a break very quickly you're listening to seek reality with roberta grimes our guest today is the lovely w dennis parker and we'll be right back Roberta Grimes spent decades reading more than 150 years of abundant and consistent communications from the dead. The result is her book, The Fun of Dying, Find Out What Really Happens Next. The Fun of Dying shows you why your mind is eternal. It explains how you can enjoy the death process, and it describes in detail the glorious forever that awaits us all. Now Roberta follows The Fun of Dying with The Fun of Staying in Touch. Learn how our dead loved ones give us spectacular signs of their survival. Learn about the wonderful ways that you can stay in contact with those you love. Go to robertagrimes.com for more information. It turns out that love really is eternal. Welcome back to Seek Reality with Roberta Grimes. Past episodes of Seek Reality are available for free on iTunes. And believe it or not, more than 150,000 of you already subscribe after only 17 months. Bless you and thank you. Whether you listen to us live or download and listen to these podcasts later, thank you so much for being part of what for me is such a wonderful, enjoyable journey. Today we're talking with noted hypnotherapist and teacher of hypnotherapy, W. Dennis Parker. And he was just making a profound point about how focusing on these negative feelings it helps, as you said, gives electrical energy to them and helps to stimulate them in your life. And what we would say, um, coming at this from a, really a, the, almost a different perspective, although I think maybe it's all the same, is that your mind is so powerful that you manifest the reality that, that you're focusing on. So if you keep telling yourself you're a failure, you're going to always be a failure. And you're saying the same thing, right, Dennis? I am, yeah. And and what what spiritual mind management is about is this, is that, I, I, you know, I'm not so much about the brain. Everybody wants to talk about the brain does this, the brain does that. And yet if somebody uh, died here on the table or whatever, they, they dissect the brain, they pull it apart, they probe it, they play with it every day trying to figure out how the brain works. Yeah, that's right. That's true. And... Uh, but but when we die, the brain is still in the body. The brain is not who we are. That's right. So That's... what I propose is, and we show in the book and what we teach clients and students how to do, is actually to get in touch with what I want to call the mind of your spirit. So our spirit has a mind, and we're calling that our intelligence. Yes. And it's our intelligence that actually controls and runs the brain, and then the brain controls the body. And so what I 
propose here is that lots of people want to deal with what I call middle management. They want to deal with the brain. Yes. And yet we need to go to the source or we need to be working with the person's intelligence or the mind of their spirit that actually controls the brain and then the brain controls the body. And now we can affect all kinds of great changes. Yes. Wow. True. Does that make sense? It totally makes sense. And as I say, we've come to this from communicating with the dead, trying to understand what they tell us about reality and what quantum physics then chirps in and what consciousness research tells us and actually what Jesus tells us. When we put all of it together, we get to exactly the same place that you've beca- where you've uh, reached clinically, which I think is just wonderful confirmation for all of us of what's really going on. Your mind is very powerful. So what you're doing, Dennis, is very important in helping people whose minds are almost turned against them in that they're giving them negative thoughts and behaviors that they don't even want to possess. But because their mind is so powerful, they're creating that reality, right? So you're teaching them how to change what they're creating into something positive. Exactly. Yeah, that was very well said. Uh, So what we do is we give them access, if you will, to that subconscious information that is negative and then allow them themselves to reprogram that to whatever positive thing they want it to be. And so they really are their own best therapist, uh, but they need the uh, facilitation, if you will, for a period of time to learn how to do that. It, anyone who's interested in learning more, I mean, I just I find your website just by Googling W. Dennis Parker, and you come up, and your website comes up. So tell us the name of the website again in case people want to follow along with us. CertifiedHypnotherapyTrainingSchool.com Okay, so that's a mouthful. Or just W. Dennis Parker. Yeah, just, this is, yeah if, they, if they just Google W. Dennis Parker, lots of different things will come up. This is very important information for people who are trying to understand the one reality in which we live, which our minds co-create with the source. That's what we know. And what you're doing is helping people whose minds are co-creating something negative to to do something positive with it so how does the process work you you put people in the right state where their parts their conscious and subconscious minds are communicating you help them find these memories that are negative that are causing negative feelings and what how do you get rid of them or how do you deal with them well when you say find them what 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 trance or hypnosis does in the processes and procedures that we use is it breaks uh, former amnesias and denials. So the amnesias that we've created are in the fact that we've directed the genie to hide stuff from us and in our in our verbiage again, back in our self-talk. So I never want to have this conversation again. I never want to think about this again. Let's never talk about that again, so on and so on. Yes. Uh, we'll, create, we'll create amnesias and the subconscious will attempt to hide it or bury it from us. Uh, denials, as we all know, or, you know, oh, it was no big deal, just get over it, didn't mean that yes. much to me, what mean so much to you, on and on. And, and so that's, why, that's how most of us handle it, I should just interject. That's how most of us handle it, but you found that that doesn't help, that all that does is bury it and it still affects us, right? Well, it does, because even though you bury it, it doesn't mean that it's not still uh, generating uh, negative energy in the brain as the middle partner, so to speak, and then that negative energy is being still dumped off into the body. So wow. it, 
so that 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 leads us down another road, you know, what we would call psychosomatically induced uh, disease and healing. Okay, well, let's but, talk uh, about that because that's important. So you're saying that if we just squash it down and we don't go to a hypnotherapist or in other ways get rid of it, pull it out by the root, it can make us ill, it can cause physical problems? Yeah, absolutely. We, we've long heard, you know, the statement, don't worry, you'll get an ulcer, right? Yes. <laughs> people, have con- people have connected that thought, you know, it's called the mind-body. And lots of people out there working on that, and they're doing that. But uh, the, the model that's different with us is, is that the standard behavioral model out there basically is, is that you think it, and then you feel it, and then you do it. Our model is, is that you think it, you amplify it in your imagination to whatever great degree you're going to. We justify, validate it, and defend it from our memories. And then the amount of amplification that we give to it and the amount of justification that we can find, that's what determines how much actual emotional content or energy we feel. And then the amount of the... And then the amount of the emotional content or energy that we feel, that drives the extreme nature of the behaviors. Oh, my goodness. That's so interesting. Okay. And so that was why you were so angry with your family, even though it wasn't their fault. You were feeling this rage that you couldn't, uh, that that expressed itself, even though you didn't really want to have it express itself. Yeah, it had been amplifying itself in my imagination over a long period of time, and I had sought more and more justifying data around it, validating the the reason, and the anger was continuing <laughs> to rise. Okay, so you went to the therapist. How did she help you deal with these angers, and how do you help your, your clients and teach people to help their clients deal with these angers? Well, there, there, comes, uh, there comes a place where you finally understand what the driver was, and what the negative or false belief was that was being amplified and then is, is escalating the, the emotional content. And you have to come to that place that we call, you know, truth, that we have to come to a place of truth where the truth is what sets us free. Right. And, uh, and the truth was is that it was completely opposite of what I had been believing. And oh, what interesting. We find in, yeah. So what we find in most cases is that, the belief system that we've had was really a misunderstanding, a misconception, a, um, a misinterpretation of what was being done or said at the time, and, and so on. And, and we have to kind of find out what that information really is, and then through that adult perspective, take another look and view at that. And whatever additional information or truths that we can draw into the situation, that starts to desensitize the imagination. It starts to uh, alter the perceptions of the memories. And the more we desensitize the imagination with those additional truths, the more altering of the perception we achieve with that truth. Now we collapse the emotional content that's there, and that's what alters the behavior. The old emotional content is gone, so now the behavior is new. Oh, okay. Well, that's really interesting. So basically, you you help you confront your your former beliefs with the objective truth that you've discovered about whatever it was that was troubling you, and 
that confrontation helps you begin to take the emotional energy out of the negative behavior or out of what, what was causing the negative behavior. Am I saying that right or am I missing a step? Yeah, no, you you got it. We want it. We, what we do is we want to desensitize the imagination. We alter the perceptions of those memories. The combination of those two, when effectively done, collapses the old emotional content. So the anger is no longer there. The emotional content of anger is no longer there. So you no longer act angry. Do you have those? You still have those old old memories, but you realize those are just old memories. They were erroneously perceived by you at a younger t- a younger age. And they, they exactly. no longer have, have anything around them anymore. Exactly. So now, now you look back at that experience and you go, yeah, that happened a long time ago. That was then. This is now. Okay, You've completely good. separated. You've, you brought about what everybody wants to call closure to it. Uh-huh. I mean, it's, it's, and now it is an old memory, but you're no longer sensitized by it. And what we find is, is most people have, you know, a half a dozen, dozen sensitized events in their past that are still uh, bothering them, and that's what they come into hypnotherapy for. So the first thing that we do with them is, is we take them through a series of desensitization sessions, if you will, that clear up uh, unresolved death, uh, divorce problems, uh, any other behavioral or un- unwanted uh, negative emotions from the past. But when we find out when that happens, here's the cool part that you're going to want to know about today, honestly, as we're getting down to this, that when we finally desensitize those issues, uh, you know, those times when a person starts talking about something and they start to cry or they become, uh, you know, emotional or angry or whatever, hateful, uh-huh. spiteful, uh-huh. you know. Once we get those issues clear, yeah, once we get those issues cleared up, what we find is <clears throat> is that those issues that we call fixations on those events, once they're cleared, it actually starts to free up their spiritual mind or their intelligence. And the cool thing about what's in the book and what we're taking and teaching people is, is that your intelligence, when it's free and when it's in a clear mind, meaning clear of past fixations, in a free mind, meaning that the intelligence is no longer fixated, it's now free to move, that people can actually feel their intelligence move in their own spiritual mind. Really? How interesting. What does yeah. that feel like? How, how does that feel? <laughs> it's really cool. But, but everybody, everybody kind of describes it a little different. So some people say, well, it feels like a, a light moving through my head. Little kids, they'll describe it like, feels like water rolling around in my brain or my mind really even children can do this you you do you help children with this as well no, children are, children are the best at it wow children are amazing children are amazing because they don't have so many layers of fixations and they're not so stuck by so many negative experiences in life yeah. that they have to work through that makes sense wow so all right people can literally so, feel themselves becoming free of these old obsessions that have been hampering their present lives. And, and then they can actually be, <laughs> yes, and then they can actually be taught to feel their intelligence move from consciousness to subconscious functions of imaginations, memories, and emotions. And so they can actually uh, be taught and brought to a place where they know whether they're in their imaginations or not, and how far they're actually amplifying a given thought. 
Okay. So they, the, they, the, they develop a governor on their minds that helps them to stay in a healthy place then where they can live without these um, negative influences from other, other times in their lives. Exactly. And, <laughs> and so it gives, them, it gives them a whole system of mind management. That's why we call it spiritual mind management because we're teaching them how to manage their own mind spiritually. Wow. This is so important. Let's talk for one second about why it's important to us. We're trying to live in our one reality and in which we understand the only thing that exists is mind, our source, and our minds are part of that source. But because we've had these experiences, which we not, may not even consciously remember, our minds are creating negativity in our present lives. It doesn't have to be there. So what Dennis is really telling us is that there is a way for us through hypnosis and had correctly done hypnotherapy to access those old what buried memories that are causing us so much trouble today and free ourselves of them. That is so important. What a difference that must make in people's lives. Yeah, it's 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 totally amazing. And what's what's most amazing is is how quickly it can be done. Uh, we can do generally in six or eight sessions what maybe it takes, you know, different modalities you know, sometimes years to do kind of thing right. in the sense that it's not us that's doing it. We just simply teach people how to do it and they go home and keep practicing. They learn how to control their own mind and they clear up all their own issues, you know? Wow. Okay. So it empowers people not only to be free of those past memories that are most obviously affecting their present lives, which already is going to make your mind more powerful in the right direction, but you teach them methods by which they can continue this kind of sort of mind gardening on their own and getting rid of the weeds and continuing to make the flowers flourish. That's exactly. exciting. And that, is, and, that, and that is what we're calling mind management. They're learning to manage their own spiritual mind that then controls the brain and then controls the body. Isn't that exciting? Wow. Okay, so yeah. this, is, this is really neat. I'm so glad that you've come and, and shared this time with us. We're, we're not coming to our end yet. I have a few things I really want to talk to you about specifically, but um, I, I think this is even, I thought it would be important and useful to have you come and share with us something about hypnosis, which I know nothing about. But what you're telling me is really much more important and profound than I ever realized, which is that we can... Without talk therapy has not been useful for a lot of people, and that's what we think of as going to a shrink. Um, a lot of people just that I, that I know personally have just reinforced negativity as they've done that. But right. I, so it's so it's thrilling for me to find that there is a way, and there are people expert at helping people to to clear themselves of this negativity, which is just. It's just profound, Dennis. I'm so glad you're doing this. And you're, you teach people all over the country to, to be therapists this way, or how does that work? Uh, we do. We, we actually broadcast the school live, so people who sign up um, get a, it links every week to the classes, and they can attend online. We see them. They see us. They get to see the full classroom. They see me. Uh, it's fully interactive. They ask questions just the same as if they were in the class. We have class discussions. They can all participate, and uh, it's it's uh, we broadcast over the internet, so uh, anybody can take the courses. And we also do therapy sessions on Skype, so we're not limited anymore to uh, any particular locality. You know, the world's changed. It's an amazing day and age we live in, and 
<laughs> it certainly it's, is. That's right. And it's, <laughs> it's exciting that it allows us access to people who otherwise we would not be able ever to hear from. I mean, that, I, that's one reason I love doing these shows and podcasts, because I get to meet people doing very important work that I was not even aware was being done, which really needs to be done. If we didn't have you, we would need to invent you because we understand how our minds are influencing us in negative ways. And we want them only to be giving us positive experiences in our lives. And you're basically saying, yeah, we're, we're working on that. We're doing that. We're helping people who may have had negative childhoods or bad marriages or whatever, whatever it is that's making you feel crazy. This is a way to fix that in a, in a very healthy way. Thank you for that. Yes. We're, we're going to break in a few minutes, but um, a couple of things I wonder about, and I don't know whether these are areas where you have expertise. One of them is negative spirit possession, which some people work with and some people don't, and the other is uh, past life regression therapy. I don't know if you've had any experience with either, but... Um, when we come back, I'm going to ask those questions, and, and then we're, we're going to talk a little bit more about how, if you feel this is something that will resonate with you or with a loved one, how you can work with Dennis. Meanwhile, this is Seek okay. Reality with, with Roberta Grimes. You are a powerful, eternal being. You never began. You never will end. And when you really grasp all the implications of that, it will change everything in your life, I promise you. Our guest today is the W. W. Dennis Parker, my wonderful new friend, and we'll be right back. Afterlife researcher Victor Zamet has long been a leader in the field of helping us understand what is going on. Like Roberta Grimes, Victor is an attorney. Like her, he was dissatisfied with the scientific and religious explanations of reality. So he did what lawyers do. He examined the evidence. And when he drew the same set of conclusions that every open-minded researcher has drawn, he began to educate the world. Roberta considers the free Friday Afterlife report that Victor and Wendy Zamet produce to be indispensable access to fresh information about our one reality. Go to victorzamet.com and sign up to receive their wonderful Friday Afterlife report. That's V-I-C-T-O-R-Z-A-M-M-I-T dot com. It's the best news you'll read all week. Welcome back to Seek Reality with Roberta Grimes. We're talking today with Dennis Parker, who is a certified hypnotherapist who teaches hypnotherapy. And he's been telling us today how very important it is for us if we have an issue that's really troubling us, a, a mental issue or even conceivably a, a physical one for which we can't find a physical source, to see whether this hypnotherapy will help us to find what, what was the problem in the past that's giving us these issues now. This is all a perfectly predictable science when one comes at it from the perspective of the study of the greater reality that we're doing here. And it's wonderful that, that you're working in it. But now the two things I asked you about before, have you, have you encountered spirit possession or have you, do you know anyone who does it or who works with it? <laughs> you know, that's, that's kind of an interesting uh, question. And in the professional world, you know, a lot of people shy away from that because, 
you know, and I do as well because I don't want to get classified with some of the nanu nanu things, as I call it, out there that are being done with hypnosis in other in other arenas. But I'll straightforward answer your question. I'm a Christian. I believe in God, and I also believe there's a devil. And uh, I have had and do work with uh, those experiences on a on a regular basis, but I never attempt to interpret those for the client, whether they would recognize or call it that. Uh, sometimes they do and sometimes they don't, but I leave it up to them. I never interject, uh, you know, that thought too much uh, to them. Uh, but here's here's my take on how that works. I guess that's what you're asking me is how does that influence work? Is that what you want to know? Well, yeah, I mean, just this is an area where um, I... Uh, there are parts of what I do that I love and parts I don't like. This is one I don't like, so I try to study it as little as possible, but I keep coming across it. And I just wondered if you yeah. had any any more insights to offer. And you say that you just, whatever it is, you try to fix it. You don't try to label it as negative spirit possession or the devil or anything. You just try to get whatever it is that's in the way. You're trying to get it out of the garden, right? Yeah, and, and we do. And, and here's the problem. here's the problem with where you're going with that is, is that if you if you identify, let's say a person has taken on a misconception, a false belief, or whatever, uh, they were spanked or something, and they believe my mom doesn't love me or my dad hates me, or you know all the stuff that kids come in with 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 uh, their experiences growing up and and so on. So let's say let's say for example they have that kind of a belief. Uh, what I see happening is is more than anything. Is it the adversary of the devil or whatever? The influence that that has really is a compounding effect uh, because I do believe in what's called in the scriptures the fiery darts of the adversary. And I believe those fiery darts are injected thoughts that the devil actually has the power to inject into our minds, and that's how he has been given the ability to tempt us. So we all know that uh, there are those thoughts that have come to us come to us at times when we say, God, where did that come from? I mean, that's so gross. I'd never do that. That's not me. And the very fact that we stop and challenge those thoughts, even in our own thinking, and identify them as that would that's not me. I wouldn't do that. But we don't turn around and identify where they actually came from. If you were to think about those thoughts that you reject like that, and then start to think about the other thoughts that come to us negatively in the same vein, and then we wanted to give that a source, we would say, well, the devil did it, or the devil injected that, or whatever. And if it's of a self-defeating, self-deprivating belief system, then, you know, I wouldn't disagree with it in the sense that that's what they would want to do to us. Now, the devil has to work by deception and deceit. So the way he's doing that is, and it's my experience, the way he's doing that is, is he speaks to us in those injected fiery dart thoughts in first-person I am language. So we have those thoughts come in our mind repeatedly that I'm not good enough, I'm unworthy, I can't repent, I could never change, uh, yada, yada, yada. All of that first-person self-defeating, I'm stupid, uh, all of that first-person self-defeating, self-deprivating I am language that when he injects it into our minds, if we accept those thoughts as being our thoughts and we start to act out upon those thoughts, now we've been deceived and, and now we start to act out the beliefs that we have been injected with, those fiery darts of thought, if you will. 
So he has more influence in a subtle way, but as we learn the truth and we start to challenge and change those things, you know, James also says, resist the devil and he shall flee from you. And when we have people in the chair and in trance, um, actually what happens is, is they get access to all of those self-defeating, self-deprivating thoughts. And as we teach them to challenge and change them, whether they've come from the devil or whether they're possessed or whatever that is, the truth still always sets them free. And when they finally come to a place of truth in their minds, whether it's themselves or the adversary that's accepted it, the net result is the same. They become free of those beliefs, of those attachments, of those possessions or whatever. And as long as they stay in a place of truth, they don't have those problems anymore. Wow, good. All right, and to, to do it, interpret it for <laughs> listeners, what, what, you're saying, what you're saying is essentially what I would say, only I wouldn't personify the devil in the same way. I would say instead um, negative entities. We know there's tremendous uh, negative energy in opposition to the creative source, and it's, it, it, as in our belief system, uh, based on what we've come to understand, uh, it's created by people, but it doesn't make it any less evil and what you just described is exactly what others are doing as well to try to help people access these negative influences, which can be so, so detrimental. And people say, as you say, people say, I, I would never do anything like that. Where did that thought come from? Why do I have that thought? Well, it's not your thought. It's an entity, whether it's you think of it as the devil or you think of it as a negative entity that is that is in your mind, which is, possi- is possible for you to, to, to get rid of. And again, Dennis, I hate thinking about this stuff, so I try not to. But thank you for giving us a very good explanation for the, of the fact that, yeah, people have to deal with this too sometimes, and there is a way to do it which enables you to become free of whatever that negative energy is. So thanks. That's great. Exactly. Exactly. And what happens to people is that sometimes they've allowed so much of that negative uh, thinking in that their mind at a subconscious level is repeating so much of it in their own head that they're always experiencing what I call this negative mind chatter. Yes. You know, they yep. have all these thoughts, all these random thoughts constantly bombarding them. And frankly, I personally believe that's a lot to do with ADD and ADHD. You know, they have all this, it, it, that's not from an ability to focus. It's that they're trying to focus on too many things at once, you know. But that's another subject too. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it's yeah, right. We I think we probably we're we're coming toward the end of our time, and I I want to make sure that we wrap this up in a way that help helps people to understand whether this might work for them. How would people know? You know, gee, this is something I ought to try. I ought to find a certified hypnotherapist. How would people know that? Well, in your group and your audience, the easy answer is tell them to pray about it, right? But. <laughs> There's there's uh, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of organizations out there that are reputable. The one that I certify people through is the American Council of Hypnotist Examiners. There's uh, a dozen others. And how you would how you would know uh, because there's also a lot of goofy things being done out there with hypnosis, you know, stage shows and so on. And we didn't get to that in in your show, which is where a lot of people focus immediately. But but no. there's the the one the one way you can tell if it's legitimate or not is ask uh, the school or ask the people uh, can you get malpractice professional insurance against your certificates and what does the insurance actually cover you know what scope will they actually cover you to work in 
And if they can, and you can find out what the scope of practice that the insurance carriers are willing to back them on, that's that's probably one of the most legitimate ways you can know whether the person you're working with is a legitimized uh, professional operator, so to speak. And how long does it take for if someone wanted to be certified? How long does it take to get to that that stage if one goes through your program? Uh, we have two certificates in the American Council. Um, there's a 200-hour certificate at uh, as a certified hypnotherapist and a 300-hour certificate at a um, certified clinical hypnotherapist. But I don't make it about hours. I mean, one of the things that's different and unique is is that I make it about competency. And so people in the training here, I mean, they'll pay us once, but we'll train them and train them and train them. Uh, we let people re-audit free once they've paid. We do a number of things to make sure that that our students are very, very competent and can, can get this work done. So check out the different schools, see what they offer, you know, those kinds of things. That would be my advice. And if you're, if you're troubled about your life and you're thinking maybe I ought to find someone to talk to, one possibility is to see whether, especially if you know you've had some issues in your past, if you had abusive parents or, or, or divorce in your in your childhood or, uh, or a bad marriage or a bad school experience, whatever. If you know you've had some bad experiences, one thing you can think about doing is going to a certified hypnotherapist. As you say, Dennis, there are a number of ways you can approach them, but one way would be go, to go through Dennis's website and just see whether somebody who has the training and skills to put you in a state where you're communicating with your past effectively with your conscious and uh, your consciousness is communicating with your subconscious or what we might call your greater consciousness see if that helps because in my own experience i have found that it does help although i didn't even realize that's what i was doing but i mean this kind of thing Dennis, as you say, is something we can learn to do for ourselves once we become sufficiently self-aware. But if you're really troubled by things, if you're having a you know trouble with your marriage, if you're if you keep saying, "Darn it, why did I do that? Why did I say that?" Well, you know what's going on. This is one good thing to try. Remember, what we're trying to do is to free our minds from anything negative because our minds are creating the reality around us our minds are creating these these relationships we have our minds are very powerful and we we want to create good lives for ourselves and for our families so this is this i, I keep calling it a garden uh, this is one garden you really want to tend you want to get rid of the weeds you want to make it flourish because you live in your mind and so do your does everything around you in a sense live in your mind so make it as healthy a mind as you can any last word or two um we're we're almost at the end of our time dennis uh, but let's say again your book and your website <clears throat> yeah i would encourage people obviously to get the book uh, that's why i wrote it that uh, was to explain uh, all these concepts and principles and it will help make it clear, and then it would help them also make a decision about, you know, an educated decision about how they want to go forward uh, in investigating this further. But uh, the book, again, is Spiritual Mind Management. Uh, you, can get it off, uh, you can get it off of uh, spiritualmindmanagement.com, or you can get it off of Amazon, and there's a Kindle version there as well that they can pick up. And the school, if they have further interest in maybe uh, studying hypnotherapy or even becoming a hypnotherapist, again, is certified hypnotherapytrainingschool.com. 
or they can type in uh, W. Dennis Parker on Google and the schools and some of these different websites and stuff will pop up. Thank you so much. This has been really wonderful. Now, and I'm so sorry we have to end it. I, we, we'll, we'll be talking again, Dennis. But meanwhile, I'm Roberta Grimes. My books are The Fun of Dying, Find Out What Really Happens Next, and The Fun of Staying in Touch, which explores the many ways in which our dead loved ones give us signs of their survival, and also makes some exciting, exciting ways we're learning to get in contact with them now. My novels include My Thomas, which is the story of the American Revolution from the perspective of wonderful Thomas Jefferson's marriage. This is the most beautiful love story in history. My Letters from Love are novels that follow three generations of a wealthy American family and explore how we can use what we're learning from the dead about human nature to make human life finally work. You'll find details about all my books plus my blog at robertagrimes.com. And if you leave your email address there, you and I can keep in touch. We've been talking today with W. Dennis Parker, who is a clinical hypnotherapist, and he is, uh, frankly, I think, a, a fount of information about how we can use our minds to improve our, our reality. Our guest next week will be your host. I'm going to share with you a personal message about my beloved wayshower and best friend, whose birthday we'll be celebrating on the 25th of December. As you'll see, Jesus is so much more important than any church ever has imagined him to be, so please join us then. And meanwhile, go out and make the most of the coming week in our one reality, knowing that you are a powerful, eternal being and you are infinitely loved. You've been listening to Seek Reality with Roberta Grimes. Joyous conversations about your eternal life. To learn more, tune in every Saturday at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern. For lively and positive discussions, visit www.afterlifeforums.com To contact Roberta, email her at roberta at seekreality.com Wishing you a productive week empowered by the truth of who you really are.